Thanks for joining us today on the nateholdridge.com podcast. Hey, today's episode is all about distributing God's word through the medium of writing. Could you imagine just for a second what our communities would look like if the people around us were consuming spirit-filled, gospel-centered, biblically sound writing? I really believe that we would see God's transforming power take place right in front of us. And that is why Pastor Nate and I wanted to record this episode. So if you have a love for people, a love for writing, and a love for God's word, then we hope that this conversation inspires you to direct some of your energy towards writing for the glory of God. Again, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Calling all writers. Uh, just so everybody knows, this is not a contest or anything right now. We're not asking for um, anybody to send in their articles to you, right? Or is that what this is? Not a sweepstakes. Okay, no. Of any kind. No competition. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, this is an article, Nate, that you wrote um, really encouraging people to write from a biblical foundation, right? To really just write um, God's word into the internet, into books, into Twitter posts, into everything mm-hmm. for those who um, feel that kind of call to do it. I wanted to ask you, you know, writing for you, I don't know how long you've been writing necessarily. A couple of years. But it has been a couple of years, so it's like a fairly recent thing as far as your past. I say career. a couple of years. I mean, it was a couple of years ago that I started writing consecutively, consistently making it a regular part of my life. I wrote my right. first book. I think it was six years ago. Is it that long ago? Yeah. Huh? Um, so, and then a second smaller one, you know, maybe four years ago. So, it's not that I just started writing two years ago, but when I think, of, when I say a couple of years ago, it's, that's when I started making it a regular habit, a yeah, regular yeah. part of my life. That is interesting. So, you mm-hmm. wrote a couple books that were, um, I mean, I think you wrote those books out just like a burden to write those books, right? And then yeah. now you're writing just kind of on a weekly basis for uh-huh. edification of the church and for people. What inspired you to be just writing regularly? Well, a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of different things. You know, one was just as time went on in my pastoral life here in this church, uh, there's always been the question in my heart of how can I get more of the word into people's yeah. lives? Right. So that has been a, a burning question in my heart for my whole pastoral life. So very thankful for what I get to do on Sundays, mm-hmm. but I've never felt that that is adequate for everyone's full nourishment in the Word of God. So yeah. I've always thought a lot about those secondary teaching environments like this podcast, you know, yeah, totally. you know, how can... This podcast isn't going to be a discussion of uh, scripture per se, but plenty of them that we do here are, or the podcasts that I do for the Through the Bible series Mm -hmm. that I'm working on. You know, that's another way to get the word into people's lives. Blog posts, articles Mm -hmm. about scripture are another way to get the word of God into people's lives. And then, of course, book form as well, or, you know, longer articles or longer essays, you know, things like that are other ways to, to get the word into people's lives. 
But probably like if I had to really back it up into what inspired me to do it, um, it would be that that's always been a real blessing to me. People that I've read who are writing about scripture, that's been very edifying to me. My brain works that way. It's great to see the scripture and then see an explanation and then application of that scripture. So I've really appreciated people who are able to do that. I was kind of laughing to myself when you said the title of the article calling all writers. And I thought, well, that's not exactly accurate. You know, I'm not calling all writers. What I'm calling are people who write, but who also have the ability, the gifting, the call of God on their lives to exposit scripture. And if you have both of those, that's kind of what I, who I wrote this article for was just, Hey, if you, if you know how to handle the Bible and you know how to spin a phrase, consider writing about Mm. scripture. Um, you know, obviously we live in a time where reading a book is less and less fashionable Mm. and less and less what people do. I mean, a lot of times I've talked to people all the time, you know, that, Oh man, I haven't read a book in forever. Right. But what those people aren't saying is I just don't read anything. No, actually, we read quite a lot, you know, whether it's articles or, I mean, I love the Jimmy Fallon quote, you can't call an hour of surfing Twitter an hour of reading. (laughs) That doesn't qualify. You are reading, but you're not really reading. (laughs) It's not, I was reading for an hour. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when you're, you know, even just cruising around online, yeah, there's reading that is involved. We we have not figured out a way really to replace that. You know, I know video is becoming ubiquitous, uh, but, you know, still there's going to be a need for the written word. So that might be book form, that might be short articles, that might be, you know, brief devotional thoughts, it could be pamphlets, I think yeah. ebooks are great. I think that modern technology, one of the beautiful things is we're not as constrained by the uh, publisher yeah. limitations, Absolutely. you know, where they've got to have 150 to 250 pages in order to be a legitimate thing. There are plenty of ideas that are worth expressing in 40 or 50 pages mm-hmm. that unfortunately have been forced into a 150 to 250 page model. And I'm sure you've read books like that where you feel like you got it done in 50 pages. Now I'm just reading, you know. Yeah, same thing over and over again. Exactly. Yeah, just regurgitated thought over and over again. So, um, so yeah. So, no, so you asked me. (laughs) Sorry, I'm all over the place. (laughs) I love it. It's so right. You asked me what inspired me to write. So, it was a lot of different things. But the final straw for me was a few years ago. I was working with Pastor Andrew here, our executive pastor, Mm -hmm. and we started having a discussion about that over the course of a couple of months. Mm -hmm. You should write. You should write. You should write. That was his exhortation. You should write. And I brought it to the Lord in prayer for a long season of time. And then almost a couple years ago, made the decision, okay, now I'm going to make this a regular part of my workflow regular part of part of my life so Mm. i i I enjoy it you know i'm trying to get better at it and i think that it's something that takes time but 
just as a side note, if there are any Bible teachers out there, you know, male or female, who are thinking about writing, one of the things that I, I can assure you will happen is you will become sharper in your verbal communication. That's oh, a yeah. huge one that I've seen happen. My, my wife was actually pointing that out to me the other day. She said, I can see and hear the way that your writing has made you better at speaking. Um, and keep in mind, this is a woman who like, I'm her favorite speaker. I'm her favorite <laughs> pastor. She just thinks yeah, I'm phenomenal. So God funny. has just, there's this Holy Spirit <laughs> veil that has been put over her eyes. It's incredible. I'm just oh. like, thank you, Lord. This is so great. But, um, she saw that, you know, mm. and, and I felt that myself sight. as well. Just sentences are getting clearer. My thoughts are being shaped better uh, because when you're trying to work a thought out in written form, it's like right there for you to see. I'm super unclear right now. <laughs> Immediate feedback. Yeah. And so you start realizing how to develop your thought better so that you're clearer, more focused. And then it, I think it just helps also in just the way that you speak and, good. and uh, being clear, less jumbled. So. Uh, I think there's a great benefit there. But that was kind of the process I went through. That's very Just cool. I want to pastor better. I want to get the word of God out into people's lives better. This seems to be a good mm. uh, way, means, medium to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, man. You mentioned that there's two skills needed for this kind of writing, an ability to exposit scripture and to write clearly. So let's talk about exposition first. Mm -hmm. What has helped you build up your chops in exposition? Doing it over and over and over <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah, and then having the feedback of people that you're doing it for mm -hmm. over and over and over again. So I think that's been the, the, the biggest thing, repetition. you know, it's just repetition, getting lots mm -hmm. of repetitions. But beyond that, I mean, obviously there's people that have done it over and over and over again i've kind of gotten stuck in a, in a rut oh, and, totally. and ceased to grow ceased mm -hmm. to improve so reps aren't going to be the only thing that help you but repetitions repetition in it has really helped me a lot mm -hmm. you know so i'm very thankful you know that when i was a young pastor just getting started doing college ministry like you are young yeah. adult ministry like you are at this stage of your life and then eventually doing high school ministry for a while and then just a sunday night service for the church for a while in all of those venues and opportunities i was it was expected that i was going to exposit it would right. have been looked down upon it would have been frowned upon for me to be a topical teacher yeah right. so when i was 20 years old i was starting the process of exposition. Um, so the repetitions of having to do that all the time, I mean, try to exposit scripture for a teenager. Hmm. That is going to help you learn how to get the truth of that scripture hmm. to their lives in a clear, absolutely. Um, dare I say, engaging kind of way, you know, you're, tr yeah. you're it takes work, you know, to be able to do that. So that was part of it for me. I think also there's just the training, you know, involved as far as learning how to, and I'm still learning this, but how to 
accurately interpret scripture in the first place, yeah. you know, and how to study the Bible, uh, that is a process, Absolutely. you know, because I mean, part of the reason I wrote this article is because, I mean, it's not like I subscribe to a billion Christian blogs or anything like that, but I have over the years seen, you know, blogs that are written where it's like a verse is quoted mm -hmm. and it's taken totally out of its context. Yeah. That's not at all what it means, mm -hmm. but now I have a thousand words communicated to me about that verse. And it's a bummer for me because yeah. I know that a lot yeah. of people who don't have that training and haven't, you know, aren't thinking of the Bible in that way to them, that was a good article. And to me, I think that's not good because you're building all of these thoughts. And a lot of times the thoughts that the author has are actually legitimate thoughts. It's mm -hmm. just, that's not what that verse is saying. Right. Absolutely. There's other verses that are, that are communicating a lot of times the truth that they're yeah. trying to say. Sometimes they're not. Uh, so I think that, you know, when I've seen things like that, I thought, okay, I want people who know how to go through the process of knowing how to exposit, they have good hermeneutic principles that they're able to apply yeah. to their understanding of the Bible. So I think that kind of schooling or that kind of training, uh, doesn't have to be like seminary or even Bible college, but just right. that you've gone through the process of learning how to study the Bible a little mm -hmm. bit. That's, you know, helpful. The reps are helpful. And then just, I think time, you know, that's probably another way of saying the reps, you know, yeah, but just yeah. time, you know, going, mm -hmm. going by and just, just learning how to, how to do it better and better. When you got started, did you feel like you were able to find your voice pretty quickly or were there any things that helped you find your voice in writing? Uh, well, with exposition, uh, you know, it just took time to try to get my voice. I still feel like I'm getting my voice more and more. You know, I think that in your 20s, you're just a bucket of confusion. Oh, yeah. You know, hopefully you're saying <laughs> oh, things. Hopefully you're saying, you know, correct things. And yeah. I think that my teachings were, you know, pretty accurate. I still have notes from those times, mm -hmm. you know, my 20s. And, and will sometimes even draw from some of the things that I studied, you know, back at that time and said back at that time. Uh, but... I still was really developing like what my style was going to be like totally. and, and you know, how I would communicate. And, you know, again, it was my style then, mm -hmm. you know, and then in your thirties, I think that you're kind of going through a process of just really solidifying mm -hmm. who you are. Like I'm just now, this is st stable, solid me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I'm hoping that my forties are just, you know, years of like, okay, now a lot of that work has been accomplished and boom, I get to continue to grow, but really exercise yeah. the gifts Good and the same. abilities that have been built up over the years. Mm -hmm. So with exposition, it just was kind of that, you know, slow process. So, you know, I've always fought to try to be myself in the pulpit, but also discover more and more what my, who myself really is, you know, yeah. uh, when it comes to writing, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a phrase, you know, that is a common phrase that you said, you know, finding your voice, it's a right. common phrase when it comes to writing and, you know, in writing this article or all these articles, I'm not saying that I feel like I'm some kind of accomplished, you know, very accomplished author or anything like that, or that I've fully found my voice. 
but again, it's it's real. It's very similar to the exposition. You just do it. You keep doing it, yeah. and as you do it, you start to find your rhythm, your mm. voice, the way you speak. You know, yeah. uh, more and more. You know, for me, like when I wrote No Nonsense Biblical Man, it really was me just going from a place of saying, like, I don't really write, you know, right, I yeah. think I might be able to. I don't really write, but I have a burden for young guys mm -hmm. in the body of Christ. So I want to talk to them. So here's eight chapters or 10 chapters, whatever it was, talking to young men. And even now when I go back and read that work, mm -hmm. uh, for me, the sentences feel less clear mm -hmm. than I'd like them to, to feel a little more verbose than I like for them to be. Uh, because over time, I think for me, I've discovered I like a straightforward, clear uh, prose. That's what I like. Yeah. You know, I like it to just be, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an Ernest Hemingway kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like... That's very true. Very straightforward. Yeah. That's, that's attractive to me, you know, in, mm -hmm. in writing. And so the Lord's helped me to develop that, you know, kind of style. And, you know, I heard someone say years ago, I don't even know who it was that said it, but I latched on to the concept. It was, it's not going to be your first book. That's good. It's going to be your 10th book. That's good. So just cause, cause it's built on the back of those first yeah, nine yeah. books. There's a lot of work that you put into, into those, you know, previous books. So you're getting better and better and better. Hmm. And I, I believe that, that in general, that's true. I mean, obviously, there's plenty of people who, um, on their first book, it's a bestseller. Hashtag jealous. You know, that, that happens. You yeah. know, that, that can totally happen. <laughs> and, you know, other people who have professionals around them, ghostwriters, you know, things yeah. like that. They're right. able to really make their stuff pop. But I'm not really talking about that kind yeah, of world. Yeah. I'm talking about the, like, you wrote it. You're writing, you know, and when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking, well, it's just going to take a while, you know, because yeah, right. the, the way I taught, you know, this, this last fall as a church, we went through the book of Ephesians, the way I taught Ephesians that fall you know, of 2017, mm -hmm. I feel that that was my strongest teaching of the book of Ephesians that I ever done in my mm -hmm. life. It's probably the third or fourth time that I've taught the book of Ephesians. Yeah. And as I look at that, it's, it's makes all the sense in the world to me why that version would have felt the clearest, strongest, best, most tuned in to the text, truest to the text teaching of Ephesians that I'd ever done because it was built on years of other Bible studies and yeah. other preparation and other work and all of that. And so it makes sense to me then that the same type of thing could happen with writing right where hmm. you're just going for it and all the repetitions it just gets stronger and stronger better and better as the years tick by because you're becoming clearer in the way that you speak the way you write the way you communicate and also just what you know you know oh, absolutely, you're right? growing in your yeah. knowledge so you know more things so you're able to write more effectively and pointedly so that's kind of for, for me, it's real similar with how to, you know, and finding your, your writing style. So I still feel, you know, after t just a couple of years of like throwing myself into it, I felt like 
Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like I'm still finding my voice. Yeah, interesting. In this next season of, of writing. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I love that. Let's just close out the um, conversation today by just asking you, why did you write this article? What were you hoping to see happen from this article? Yeah, well, the I wrote it because a pastor on the East Coast reached out to me, actually a youth pastor, and he reached out to me through a mutual friend to ask an email question about writing. Mm. And I forget exactly what he asked, but I just kind of got the impression like this, this would be a great guy to talk to great, mm. great, real talented, very gifted, you know, good communicator, mm. great guy to talk to and just, you know, spend a little time with. So we set up a phone conversation and we chatted for, you know, an hour or so. And, you know, I just shared with him a lot of things that I've learned up to this point about writing and tried to encourage him. There was a, a book that he's been praying about writing. And so we were able to just kind of work through that a little bit. And I was able to talk to him about establishing a practice of writing and just mm, a few yeah. different things. So anyways, when we got done, I thought, you know, there's probably a lot of men and women like him out there who, um, they're gifted, they're called, they know how to handle scripture and there's plenty of untruth out there. Mm, so so I'd love for more and more people who know how to speak the truth to write about it and put it out there online or in published or a form or, you know, ebooks or you know whatever the millions of ways that it can be packaged yeah i'd love for them to do that so i just thought well after i got hung up the phone with them i thought that was a good conversation so i just jotted down a few things and thought i think i'm gonna write about this a couple of times so that was where the that it originated from but my heart in it is just that a next generation of expositors would communicate scripture in that medium also. Yeah. That's just kind of my heart about it. Uh, because like I said earlier, I've been so blessed by that. I think in my article, I talk about Alan Redpath. Yeah. I'm reading his book right now that he wrote on the life of David because I'm teaching mm-hmm. the life of David. It's probably the fourth time I've read that book and you know, I love it. Um, there's so many great things that he shares, you know, about David's life. There's just a depth to it it's just great it's just great um it's obviously from a different era i'm not going to say it's dated because that sounds negative it's solid gold there's nothing negative about it but you do have to go through a little bit of work to kind of to to figure out like oh yeah okay this is this is what he means or this is you know for a modern mindset or mentality and then you know there's just certain things that because of the culture and time that he was ministering in, he's just not going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Not going to think sure. about. So, as I have thought about it, you know, I thought, okay, you know, I love Red Path. I love a lot of different authors like that who have not written, because the Christian book scene and, and authoring world is just filled with lots of topical stuff. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, that's fine. Um, but I'm about the Bible being 
clearer to God's people. So uh, sometimes you need to do that in a topical format. And again, that's fine. And I think in one sense, those will probably be, those will probably be the, the, that will probably be the content that is most popular. Right. And sometimes that's, you know, rightfully so. I can look through my own website and see what pieces I've written that are more, that get most traction. And usually it isn't just like an, an exposition piece. It's some kind of like list. Yeah. That's a topic, you know. Um, so that's fine, you know, but I just, when I think about the gifts of exposition and writing, I just figure, well, both of those are, you know, it's not that nobody has those gifts. Plenty of people do don't, you know, you're not all that if you have those (laughs) gifts, but you know, both of those things put together, there aren't, you know, there's a, there's a certain amount of people walking on earth who can do both of those things. Mm And I'm not going to say that it's in the billions, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's in the millions. Um, maybe it's less, but you know, if you have that skill, I think it's just good to consider getting it down on paper for future generations to grow from. I don't think it's for everybody. I don't think everybody should do it, but I just was thinking, man, I'd love to, to get that out there. I'd love to communicate that. I was listening to a junior high pastor recently share i was actually at a conference that i was at with with you yeah and no it was a college pastor it was a college pastor and uh, i think you and him hit it off yeah you guys were became buddies what are you talking about he just wrote me on twitter just a minute ago oh yeah yeah it was great it was such a good word and i just thought you know when this is over that's just going to go away and some people will listen to a recording of this but this is great material to write about you know, and I was glad he actually talked to me about writing later, but that's just great, you know, to, to like get, take that material you've already, uh, taught and then communicate it in Mm -hmm. written form. So I think a lot of, a lot of times people are wondering like, what do I write about? How do I, you know, how do I come up with ideas? The expositor, like, think about it. If you are handling the Bible a lot, just think about the last 10 teachings that you've given. Mm -hmm. There are a million ideas probably in all of those biblical texts that you've just handled. I was working on a piece this morning that I know you're going to dig. It's about <laughs> Ephesians 5 and 6, how Paul mm-hmm. talked to the the marriages, the parents and children yeah. and the slaves and the masters. And I wanted to write an article about how in Paul's mindset, uh, the fact that men in power can be really bad did not mean that he pushed back by creating a gender mm-hmm. or um, generational or class war but he responded by saying this is what the gospel can do to men wow. it can make men into guys who love sacrificially who bring their children up gently mm-hmm. and who are very benevolent, kind leaders in the workplace. And so I just, you know, that article though is coming from a couple of different teachings that I gave to the church. Yeah. So it's not like I'm creating all this brand new content. I'm just thinking about how can I write something that would, you know, what, what can I be writing about that is pertinent, important, 
but that that is coming from the expositional work I've already done. Yeah. And it's really cool because it's a it's a good way. I mean, if you're still listening to this and you're not an expositor <laughs> or a writer, <laughs> you're awesome. But uh, if if you you know if, if you are are a Bible teacher and you're listening to this, uh, what I would say to you is it's a really cool way to be able to communicate a little more pointedly and especially about a subject or some kind of area that you can't devote or you don't want to devote your whole, you know, 45 minute teaching to, Mm -hmm. but it would be really helpful to have a little five minute article for somebody to be able to access Mm -hmm. as a resource. So I, you know, to, to me, that's just kind of the idea is like, why do why did I write this article so that more Bible teachers would teach the Bible in written form? Yeah. That's kind of my answer. That's good. What a what would be a, your encouragement to a new writer? Do it daily. Okay. You know to to establish a rhythm. Yeah. You know it doesn't have to be an hour. It could be twenty minutes. Right. But do it daily. Have a plan on what you're going to write before you sit down, what you're going to write about. Don't try to brainstorm. Brainstorm at other times. Create a list of this is what I'm going to write about. Um, Do it for a long time. Mm. Um, Take that. That was the reason for me when I started. I mean, it could be that by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have finished my two years and I might, walk away from it. Mm. But that was my commitment to the Lord was, okay, I sense that you're leading me into this. I'm going to give it two years. All right. For two years. That was what I felt impressed from the Lord to do because after six months, you know, it's like, I mean, I'm writing for a few different venues, you know, one is my site, but most of the writing I do isn't for that. It's for, you know, book manuscript form. Right. So, you know, you're looking at your site, you could see like the traffic, how many people are visiting, you know, stuff like that. And I don't feel super impressed with it. I'm not like super excited about where it's at even today, but today is better than it was at like the six month mark. That's good. And if That's I had good. thought about it then, you know, and thought like, should I keep doing this or not? And looking at those numbers to make my determination, I would have probably quit mm-hmm. for that medium at least. But my thing is like, for me, I'm like, I'm trying to build a library, you know, I'm trying to build a strong resource center for people, you know, another voice for, to help people, you know, come to biblical conclusions about lots of different things, you know? So I would say stick with it for a couple of years, do it consistently and, uh, and make a plan for what, you know, you're going to write about. Yeah, I've got another article coming out. I don't know if it's already out or not, but just about like my writing flow, what I do. So if you're wanting tips, you know, on what to do or how to get into it, you know, that might help you see a little bit of where to get or how to get started or how at least I got started and do it. I know sometimes that's helpful just to kind of hear how does somebody else do things and then you're going to have to craft your own magnificent little world on on how you do it. But um, yeah, be consistent have a plan, do it for a couple of years.
Thanks for joining us today in this conversation. For more articles and resources from Pastor Nate, please go to nateholdridge.com and search the archives. All of his articles are there. And while you're online, please share an episode of this podcast with a friend. We would love to see this podcast get into as many hands and ears as possible. And as always, tune in next week for a brand new episode from this show. But until then, God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.